there is a direct correlation between your capacity for pleasure and how confident and comfortable you feel in your own skin. Research has shown that orgasm is linked to reducing stress, curbing appetite, boosting hormone levels, including the hormones that make you feel joyful, enhancing sleep, and heightening one's sense of smell. These are all great benefits, but the reality is that many women aren't able to correctly label the specific parts of their female genitalia, let alone elicit pleasure in this sacred space. And without that awareness of their own body, the chances of pleasure and orgasm are drastically reduced and are left at the mercy of someone else's control. So this begs the question, if you are feeling disconnected from yourself, feel powerless in your decisions, or are overwhelmed and riddled with shame, then how much pleasure do you give yourself permission to feel? In this episode, you will learn what is your yoni and how to honor it, how to start cultivating a self-pleasure practice, some helpful suggestions about building a relationship with yourself that are focused on self-love and feeling confident as fuck in your body. You are listening to the Confidently You podcast. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I'm a communication and embodiment coach with a purpose to help you start reclaiming your truth with confidence. I'm obsessed with helping you transform your life by pushing the boundaries of what is possible by exploring the edge of your consciousness. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to master your energy, how to manifest with it, and choose adventure amidst life's challenges while overcoming unconscious self-sabotage. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something that you can learn. And with confidence, you can communicate anything into existence that your soul is destined for. So if you love personal development, spirituality, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. I am so freaking excited to share today's episode with you as I have a very special guest returning to the podcast. And that guest is none other than Kara Lee Rast, back from episode three about overcoming ancestral trauma and healing lineage. Kara Lee Rast is an embodiment coach that specializes in sex, love, and relationships. She works as a transformational facilitator, guiding the men, women, couples, and groups she works with to step out of depression, disconnection, and despair and come home to their bodies. In her role as a coach, she supports people to create a life full of confidence and self-love, which allows for the natural attraction of your epic love story and create empowering relationships. She is graduated from the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality and is trained in the VITA coaching method. This methodology combines the holistic wisdom from the traditions of Tantra and Taoism with the latest understanding of neuroscience, trauma-informed care, and therapeutic principles. 
She uses unique tools and powerful methods to guide the people she works with through transformational experiences, enabling them to unleash unbelievable pleasure, passion, and purpose into their lives. Her motto is to live vibrantly and to love unleashed. Lee is full of juicy nuggets of knowledge that I just can't help but soak up like a sponge. I love collaborating with her and bouncing ideas off of her beautiful brain. It was such a pleasure to have her on the show again. Now, content warning, I get very personal in this episode and we discuss some topics that you may find uncomfortable. I recommend leaning into this discomfort because I absolutely know that you are seriously going to have some major breakthroughs and takeaways. So remember to screenshot this episode and tag us on your social social media so that we can share this message with as many women and men as possible. So without further ado, please welcome Kara Lee back to the podcast. All right. Hello, Kara Lee. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. Tell us, how are you feeling today? Are you excited to be here? Hey, Amber. Oh my God. I am so excited to be here. Um, especially because, you know, you and I had a conversation on this podcast, I think one of your first episodes, I think episode three, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I, I had so many people reach out to say, you know, how helpful that information was. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that you've seen an increase in activity and, um, you know, the things that you're putting out in the world because of this podcast. So the fact that I get to be on here and have these real truthful conversations with you, um, it makes me just so damn excited. Mm, yes, actually your podcast episode is the number one downloaded out of all of my episodes. So I, yeah, I'm super jazzed that you can be back on here today and continue to share our energy with the world. Oh, and I'm so excited ah. we're talking about self pleasure. So I'd love to, I love if you could just dive in and share with us what, what is a self-pleasure practice? Cause that could be totally foreign to some people. So just so that everybody's on the same sort of wavelength about what that is, please share with us what, what a self-pleasure practice is. Yeah, absolutely. So a self-pleasure practice to me is the act of bringing pleasure into your body. It is spending time with yourself, usually activating and engaging all five of your senses to really bring all areas of your brain online um, to enjoy things that feel good. You know, um, our society very much focuses on no pain, no gain. Um, you know, you got to struggle through, you got to push to the top. And with that mentality, it doesn't really leave a lot of space and places for us to find joy and pleasure in ourselves. You know, we tend to then look outside of ourselves, um, you know, reaching for the TV remote, the food, um, the substances, you know, to bring a semblance of joy and pleasure. So for me, a pleasure practice is activating and spending time with yourself while or actively cultivating, you know, um, joy and pleasure. So that could look like, um, for example, for me, I have a very wide variety of what a self-pleasure practice is. And definitely when I talk about self-pleasure practice, I talk about masturbation, self-love. Um, but there's other ways I'm going to get into that maybe, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit in here. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, ultimately me for a self-pleasure practice, something as simple as lighting the candles, um, going down into my basement, lighting some candles, turning down the lights, dressing in something like sexy and flowy and just dancing, putting on a really good playlist of music that activate, um, you know, me wanting to connect my body and move and sway and just like touch, um, you know, your skin. So um, another example of self-pleasure practice would be lighting some incense and diving into a really good book that is, you know, 
teaching me things or um, opening me up to different possibilities or losing myself, you know, in a story. So that is a self-pleasure practice. Um, absolutely. Going and having a bubble bath, eating some chocolate, um, you know, those are forms of self-pleasure practice. But the ultimate form of self-pleasure practice, um, what I teach with my coaching clients um, in my group programs and stuff is, you know, a, a, a self-pleasure practice of masturbation, of self-love. And the reason why that is so um, beautiful and amazing is because so many of us have such toxic shame when it comes to our sexuality and looking at and sourcing into our bodies as a source of comfort, of joy, of pleasure is kind of non-existent in our Western kind of like world patriarchal culture that we live in. Um, you know, we are taught very much to get outside of our bodies. You know, we, as women, I don't know about you are like, I know we've had conversations about that, but like my upbringing as like, you know, a Catholic, you know, good Catholic schoolgirl, um, in so many ways, kind of like sent this message in this conditioning that my body was wrong. It was shameful. It was sinful. I had the potentiality to embarrass and shame my family. If I were to engage in a sexual relationship, get pregnant out of wedlock or before I was supposed to, um, you know, masturbation pleasure, you know, really was never talked about in my family. And it was, um, it's a time, you know, when you are a teenager, right? Your body is starting to flood and flow with like hormones and your body is changing and, um, you know, touching yourself, orgasming, you know, becomes something that you start to explore. And we do that in such a place of like tightness and fear of closing down and don't get caught, don't get hurt, you know? So we're really conditioning ourselves at such a young age to, disassociate from our pleasure and what pleasure does for ourselves, for our bodies and our nervous system. So a self-pleasure practice is something that can be very simple. Uh, like I said, you know, dance, or, you know, you can take it to the next level and spend time, you know, breaking down the relationship that you formed with your body unconsciously and reform that, rebuild that with pleasure. Mm, yes. Uh, I love, I love everything that you said. And something that stuck out to me is that, um, you know, if you are avoidant of having that self-pleasure practice and you're going to start searching for it, um, in other places, like engaging, buffering activities, like Netflix and substances, et cetera. But I think that that also correlates with seeking pleasure from other people. So mm -hmm. like, I know that I've heard you talk about this before that actually pleasure doesn't come from other people. It always starts with you. So even if you're having um, intercourse with someone else, the pleasure that you experience is generated within your own body. And even though you're experiencing that pleasure with someone else and what they're doing may help trigger that feeling of pleasure within you, but it actually comes from you. Do you feel called to speak mm -hmm. on that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, again, you know, especially as young girls, you know, we're taught to find the the knight in shining mar armor, um, mm -hmm. you know, Prince Charming, um, somebody to rescue us or to make us feel alive and vibrant like a woman, um, you know, but yeah, that, that starts with inside of us. That's the neuro um, chemical, you know, makeup that is flooding and flowing through our own systems. Um, you know, when you think about like the butterflies that you feel inside of your belly when you're really excited or you're around somebody that makes you feel giddy, um, you know, that's not, that's not a sensation that's outside of you that lives in you. Um, so, so too, when we're having, you know, intercourse with our partners and stuff like that, it's so easy to, you know, take a step back and, you know, hand it over for somebody else to make us feel the way that we want to feel. And it's so empowering to know and understand that, no, actually I generate this. I'm the source of my greatest pleasure. I'm the, um, 
the wellhouse of all this like beautiful, wonderful life force energy. It comes from within us and to cultivate a self-pleasure practice helps you to tap into your experience of that and to be able to draw upon it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Something that I've noticed um, in my own relationship is, you know, anytime that I'm feeling um, sexually distant or not like particularly interested in engaging in sexual activity, I find if I tell myself um, that I'm ready to receive, but I'm also ready to give, I find that, you know, just having that mentality, like, okay, I'm going to give to my partner, but I'm also like ready to receive pleasure Mm -hmm. and like tap into myself, then I'm more likely to open up and really experience that with him. So mm. yeah, a hundred percent. And you know how it's, you know, as a coach, that's what I do. I, I train people or help people to train themselves to be re- ready to receive, to open up, to experience, um, you know, what it is that, you know, so many of us are craving and wanting and searching for, um, in our relationships. You know, we, again, are looking outside of ourselves, looking to our partner to bring that to us. But, um, the thing about pleasure too, it's, you know, it feels really good to give to other people, right. You know, so giving and being an access service feels really good, but I know everybody, you know, I, it's a very common saying to hear, um, you can't give from an empty cup and pleasure mm-hmm. is absolutely one of those things that helps to fill your cup up, to be able to show up, um, to give and also, you know, practice and receiving it too. Mm-hmm. So I like what you said there. Absolutely. Oh, already so much juiciness and we've just started. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love if you could speak on the idea of Yoni. I mean, I know that women are, women are already aware of like, what the vagina is, what the vulva is. Well, at least like they've heard those words before, but maybe they haven't heard about what the yoni is. And I think that yoni is such a beautiful concept and word to use to talk about your um, yourself. So could you explain what that is so that uh, we can introduce that to the audience? Yeah. So yoni is the Sanskrit word describing female genitalia. And when you translate it, um, it equates to sacred space. And in our, our English language, we don't really actually have a word that describes the entirety of a yoni, um, you know, like our, our yoni, our female genitalia. Everybody um, kind of sits in one of two camps. It's either the external, um, you know, surface of your body, the labia, the clitoris, um, and then the introitus, which is the, you know, towards the end opening of the vagina. So that could be looked at as your vagina, um, which is inaccurate. That's actually the vulva. That's the outer component of what our female genitalia consists of. And then we have the inner component, which is the vaginal sheath that leads up to the cervix. Um, and then, you know, up into your, um, uterus, you know, which is where we, you know, grow life and house babies and stuff like that. So that's actually all a part encompassed in what it means to have, a yoni, um, but we call it a vagina. We call it a vulva. We actually don't have anything in the English language really that encompasses the whole of what our biology entails. And the biology is so beautifully mis or it, well, it's beautiful, but it's so drastically misunderstood in terms of what it is capable of, how it connects us to our body, to our life force energy, to our confidence, to our creativity. Um, you know, which is again why I'm so passionate about pleasure <laughs> and women figuring out how to cultivate it and learn about um, and harness the power of pleasure in and for themselves. So yoni is, you know, the Sanskrit word that encompasses all of that. The sacred space that generates our life force energy um, is what I, you know, understand and teach and uh, know a yoni to be. 
Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I love, okay. So what I'm taking away from that, because I, I look at things through like the lens of communication, language, stuff like that. And when I Mm. hear that English does not have a word for the all-encompassing yoni, well, our language not only describes our reality, but it also determines it. So when we start to compartmentalize, um, you know, the yoni and calling it a vagina, which the whole calling it the whole thing of vagina is inaccurate or calling it a vulva for the whole thing, which is inaccurate. We actually like perpetuate this misunderstanding of what our power is and Mm. where it lies. So to be able to put a word to something that accurately describes what it is, empowers women to be able to tap into that sacred space and to be able to understand their, their true inherent power that Mm -hmm. comes from within them. So, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so glad that you brought that to my attention because that, I think that that is something that we need to start looking into and other things you know, not just talking about the only, but other words that are missing from our vocabulary that, you know, that would help us better tap into, tap into things. So hundred <laughs> percent. And it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting too. Yeah. I love that your connection to language and the power of it, because the closest thing medically that we have to describe the entirety of, um, female genitalia in the English language is cunt. So mm. that is actually a word, you know, that is the worst word in, you know, the English language to be called, right. It's so offensive, um, Mm -hmm. in so many ways to, you know, I know, I I hope I, you know, I'm, I'm a little uh, interested. No, no, no. the the reaction for people to hear, you know, that words, um, spoken, especially for my Catholic, you know, school, school girl, Mm -hmm. you know, self. Um, but yeah, so cunt is the word, you know, that closest medically describes all of what, um, of what we have. And, you know, that word has been taken and used almost as a weapon. You know, if you are really angry at somebody, you call them a cut. Um, you know, if, um, and then also looking at too, you know, so many young men are taunted and teased, you know, don't be a pussy. Um, you're acting like a pussy, you know, there's, there's these things in and around, you know, this connection to the words that we use towards our body. So I just love that what you were saying there, you know, like having this ability to tap into vocabulary that feels empowering, um, Mm -hmm. versus shameful or harsh or, um, you know, don't want to, don't want to hear it. You know, you don't want to hear, ever hear the word content. Really that's actually connecting yourself you know, to the deepest, greatest, most power producing part of you. Mm -hmm. Actually, when I was in university, I was taking a psychology of sexuality class and I wrote a paper called a dedication to the cunt. And Mm. I was researching how, um, the, the word cunt has completely transformed over the past several hundred years. And its original use was actually Um, It was devoted to people that were in a position or women that were in a position of power. So the empresses, the queens, you know, these women that were in that matriarchal position of power, that was the word that was used to describe them. And of course, at some point, things started to to shift and it and it began to get used in that uh, derogatory sense. So um, Mm -hmm. I I ended the paper with saying that there's like a movement of women that are trying to claim that word back and use it in uh, an empowering and uplifting way. So I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, So we've been talking um, a lot about the pussy, the yoni and its power, but 
I'd love if we could shift to like, how do we actually use that power? Um, I want to talk a little bit about the metaphysical energy that um, the, the Yoni possesses, possesses and how we can manifest some powerful shit through that energy. And even if it's not just through self-pleasure, but even through, um, through intercourse with a partner, there's so much power through the power of orgasm. And, and I know that you can speak on that. So please, any thoughts that you have, please share. Yeah. So first, um, you know, I think for me, it was, it's really under, it's, it's important to understand like what is metaphysical Mm. to begin with. And really metaphysical is the understanding of, you know, energy that we cannot see, hear, touch, smell in the physical world. It is meta. It is, you know, a part of what makes something whole, but it, we can't quantify it or we can't really look at it, you know? So, all intuitive messages come through energy and we produce energy inside of our bodies, the electrical, chemical, hormonal impulses that affect the major systems and organs inside of our bodies, constantly sending messages, um, moderating our autonomic nerve, autonomic nervous system. So things like pupil dilation, sweat, um, you know, flushing of the cheeks, um, you know, the things, the breath, the breathing and heart rate, you know, the things that we don't think about that we don't control. Um, and then there's also the energy, um, you know, that, that lives in and runs and, and guides that. So when you think about like energy in motion, those are our emotions. When you get angry, for example, right. you know, the body kind of floods with cortisol and adrenaline and gets you ready to maybe fight or run away. Um, you know, there's a reaction that happens with the energy inside of the body. And so going back and connecting it to, you know, connecting to the energy of our, of our yoni, you know, especially when we're developing a self-pleasure practice, um, you know, something that's very beautiful and easy for women to do to cultivate their own self-pleasure practice is uh, find out and source out a jade egg practitioner or somebody to teach them, you know, guided meditations, um, open them up to an experience of the power of their yoni um, you know, to, to experience that for themselves. And so with the metaphysical energy, right, you know, our yonis, and actually this is science, this isn't just the metaphysical aspect of something that we can't see here, taste, touch, smell kind of a thing. Um, science is able to really show us how powerful and amazing and potentially like life altering it is for women to connect to their bodies in this way first by overcoming any shame um you know around their bodies around their pleasure masturbation which so many so many of us have you know giving our pleasure away to our partner it's their job to make us feel good so to take that pleasure aspect into yourself um first and foremost yeah sorry to kind of like learn about that but also then to learn so this is something that blew my mind and something I really want to share and I hope it's I'm segueing in kind of maybe keep me on track here because there's so many things going <laughs> off in my brain <laughs> one of the things that I, I really want um you know women to know about is the fact that we all have unique and individual neuronal wiring pelvic floor neuronal wiring. Um, there's two main nerve branches that come down into the pelvic floor that intersect up into our spine um, that don't connect to anything else. Like it is actually a super highway of information, you know, from our pelvic floor up into our brain. And it actually helps produce dopamine um, inside of the, the system. And dopamine is the ultimate feminist chemical. It is responsible for um, states of confidence, for uh, feeling self-realization, um, states of mysticism. So our pelvic floor, you know, connects us so deeply to the metaphysical, but also understanding the physical parts of it is where I'm trying to keep on track here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, that for a pelvic floor, uh, sorry, the pelvic floor um, is induated or indinated? How do I say that word? Induced? I'm not sure where you're going with that. <laughs> In you. Okay. It's, it's full of, that's the word. I'm <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, 
it's like, I know nobody can see my hand right now. Maybe we're going to cut this out. I don't know. <laughs> but essentially it's, um, if you think about if you were walking on a, um, on a beach and you came across a clump of seaweed um, and you picked up that clump of seaweed, you know, some tangles would, you know, uh, be a little bit shorter. Some would run, you know, uh, longer and deeper. Um, if you, and then if you were to send that back down and then I were to come behind you and pick up that same clump of seaweed, I would pick it up differently. It wouldn't hang in the same way. So mm. these, these nerves that are inuated, I want to say it's inuated, indunated. No, it's a word. I don't know. <laughs> I read it and I was like, this is a great word and I want to use it. But now I figured out I should have practiced pronouncing it first. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Confidence Soul. I'm interrupting this super juicy episode. Like, come on, Carolee is where it's at. Am I right? What a blessing to have her on the podcast. But anyways, I am interrupting this super juicy episode as a reminder that if you have been wanting to learn more about your unique human design, that the invitation is still open to receive your free human design read with your enrollment of any of my coaching plans. With the combination of this human design read and any coaching plan, you will discover what it's like to master your energy, feel inspired to establish boundaries, be excited to speak your truth, know how to manifest your heart's desires through communication, and leave feeling empowered and confident as fuck. If that sounds like something you want to say yes to, then visit www.confidentlyyou.ca slash packages to book your free confidence call so that we can get to know each other and feel if our energies align. This link will be available in the show notes. This promotion is available until July 31st, 2021, and there are only 10 spots available. So I encourage you to take inspired action if this feels aligned. I know you are so excited to get back to this episode with Kara Lee and I, so thank you for being in my space, and let's get back to chatting with Kara Lee. So this, this, these nerves that run down into our um, pelvic floor um, lands and forms differently in each woman uniquely. Um, so some of these nerve bundles, these clusters where they lay are really important to understand in terms of finding our own pleasure when we're working with and discovering our own pleasure practice. Some women, um, you have a main dominant cluster activated through the clitoris, um, which has over 8,000 nerve endings of an, in and of itself, because it is a beautiful leggy structure um, that most women also don't really know too much about, but there's the clitoris. And so we are able to achieve clitoral orgasm, um, you know, but it's really interesting because you'll put out um, an article saying like cosmopolitan magazine and being like, this is the best way to have orgasms. And then you have a flood of women being like, that doesn't work for me. Or I've never ex experienced an orgasm like that. Um, you know, and really what you can attest this to is our unique wiring. So clitoral orgasm is probably a main dominant one. Um, but we also have um, this beautiful erectile tissue called the vestibular bulbs that, you know, form down the legs of the clitoris um, and grow towards the opening of the vagina. And so we as females have just as much erectile tissue inside of our bodies as the average male penis. And we need time to activate that erectile tissue. The average woman takes anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes to become fully aroused, um, which is really important to understand. Again, when we're trying to connect to our pleasure, 
because if you have your main cluster at the opening of the vagina, at the introitus, um, if you don't give yourself enough time to fully um, plump up your vestibular bulbs in your arousal factor, you are missing out on your main source of dopamine activation, your main source of pleasure, oh. because this is your main cluster at the opening of your vagina. Another cluster lives at the cervix or at the, at the entrance of the cervix. Um, and so some women, you know, with penetrative sex, they feel immense amounts of pain, you know, to be penetrated. And that usually has, you know, well, there's a, an array of things that can be going on with that. But in my work, what some of the things that I found and in, in my own body, when I had cervical pain, it's generally because I'm holding onto something tight. You know, I'm, I'm upset physically. Um, there's tension in my low back and my hips. I tend to be like clenching and holding things. And we also hold this tension at the entrance of the cervix. And if you have a main cluster at your cervix, you feel things a little bit more deeply, you know, so knowing how to de-armor um, your cervix to be able to, um, breathe, move sound and send relaxation blood flow, you know, to this area helps to, um, release that tension, to let it go and to allow yourself to feel this beautiful, wonderful pleasure that's available to you at the entrance of the cervix. We then also have a branch that kind of comes and downs and intersects at the uh, patch of skin between the anus and the opening of the vagina known as the perineum. And there is another um, patch of erectile tissue, um, called the perineal sponge that also takes time to plump up, you know, needs that, that blood flow to get going, to be able to access the full, um, effects of the pleasure available through, through your perineum, especially if that is your main dominant cluster. So that is where some women, you know, love anal sex, you know, it is the only sex that they can have an orgasm from. Um, that is definitely a thing. I've, I've talked to women like this, worked with some women and it's because, you know, this is kind of their main dominant cluster. Another thing about the perineal sponge and, you know, the way that our wiring is different. Um, every woman is wired totally unique um, into her. And that's where we can also have blended orgasms. Sorry, but going back um, to the perineal <laughs> sponge. Um, so many women receive episiotomies in childbirth and they are mm. actually slicing through a huge, potentially <sighs> life-changing delivery system of dopamine to your body and your brain. Um, and we don't even know, we don't even know we're being injured in that way. Right. Um, especially so, um, the episiotomy is when the doctor actually slices you, but there can be natural tearing and that kind of thing too, from childbirth. Um, so just something that's like, so like mind blowing, like I was, I couldn't believe I was like that many days old in my, you know, thirties that I found out about that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, I'm that explanation was so beautiful. And I think that I can add to it a little bit, like when it comes to manifestation, like when we're using this sexual energy, you mentioned the word dopamine a lot, um, you know, how like we experience dopamine through sexual pleasure. And that is experiencing that pleasure is such a huge part of a manifestation process because it, um, it segues into embodiment. So manifestation is all about embodiment. It's about embodying um, the feeling that you want to have once you have achieved your manifestation. So to explain that a little bit better for the listeners here. So let's say um, you, let's say you have a goal to be, I don't know, a New York times bestseller, something like that, mm -hmm. or New York times bestselling author. Well, what does it feel like to be a New York times bestselling author? What does that, what does that person's behavior have? What are their dominant or what is their dominant emotional disposition? You know, really studying the psychology of who it is that you want to become and then begin to embody that version of you so that you can become 
that person. And sexual energy is such a, such a powerful tool because not only is it your creative energy, which is, you know, the source of all change is creation, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's tapping into the positive and healthy emotions and feelings of the version of you that you want to become. So when you block yourself off, um, how you were saying that, you know, sometimes if you, um, you're feeling tight or restricted, or, you know, you need that warming up, um, that's the same thing with anything that you want to manifest in life. It's if you are like blocking yourself off energetically and you may not even know it, this could be totally unconscious, Mm -hmm. but once you become more in tune with your body through self pleasure, Mm -hmm. you begin to recognize those energetic blocks that you have within yourself and then begin to begin to feel more safe in your body to open yourself up so that you can um, uh, have a a higher vibration of energy so that you can attract more higher vibration energies to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, Amber, a hundred percent. And that is, you know, something I can speak to of my own experience in my own life. Um, you know, when I started working with my sexuality, when I was taking my, my training through the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality, um, to, to learn this, to spend time with myself, I spent 12 weeks, five days a week, self-pleasuring, you know, that was part of my training. That's a part of what I needed to do. And when I, went through this program, my whole life shifted and changed. And the things that I wanted all of a sudden were like landing in my lap, the manifestation power um, it, that I had in and around me because I was tapped into this high vibrational life force energy. It was, it was mind blowing. It was astounding. Like literally my experience in my body and the world in which I lived completely shifted and changed. Absolutely. I would almost describe the Yoni as a vortex a vortex of energy Um, for listeners that aren't familiar with what a vortex is like there are certain places in the world um, that are um, high energy points. So you think of like the Bermuda triangle, uh, Machu Picchu, Sedona, Arizona, Mm -hmm. or a stone stone hedge or Stonehenge or whatever it's called Um, in England. These are all vortexes. And what that is, is that it's um, um, high high energy place and a mix of energies. And I really see that and feel that in the Yoni and like how, you know, people are attracted to experience the Yoni because of the energy Mm. that is there. And I've also heard um, the Yoni be described as a plug to our energy. Like that is where our energy comes from. And there is just so much energy that we can experience, um, experience through our yonis and again that the more in tune we are with the our yonis our yonis the more intentional that we can be with the things that we want to manifest in our life so for me um this was a few weeks ago i happened to have some alone time i had a weekend to myself in the house and i was ovulating (laughs) and so so (laughs) might be might be tmi right now but i like had a weekend of self-pleasure and because i was working on manifesting more uh financial abundance into my life I put some sexy money music on like this money music that was like had such a sensual beat to it and I just allowed myself to dance and and um you know caress myself care for myself while listening to this music that was um that was talking about the things that I wanted to manifest in my life and because it was so sensual it helped me really tap into myself and then I uh, my partner and I en- ended 
ended up manifesting the most amount of money that we had ever seen that month. And just knowing that like, okay, like I'm being really intentional with like how I want to manifest with my energy and like mastering your energy really Mm -hmm. is, is what it is. It's like getting in tune with your energy, knowing what you're capable of, but allowing yourself to expand and know like, I can do more, I can have more and just, you know, know that that's your birthright to have Mm. more, you know, we can always have Mm. more. Mm. And that's the other thing is that we feel, we often feel unsafe having more, you know, we're so conditioned um, to, you know, what is acceptable to have, you know, there's so much shame around, oh, you know, billionaires are bad people and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know, but that's not true. That's just what we're shown in the media we're not shown about the great things that people do with money but now I'm on like a tangent about money but <laughs> but like I really do like, believe I really do believe that we have this power to always have more but we have to feel safe and overcome the shame of having mm-hmm. more what were you gonna say well it's it's really um amazing you know too when you think about like just history of women you know in general and how persecuted and um controlled and brutalized the vagina has been, you know, for the last couple of thousand years and in the ways in which it has kept women disempowered. There's an amazing book um, called Vagina by Naomi Wolf. And I highly recommend recommend every woman in the world read this book to help to understand, you know, what is going on inside of your bodies. And so, you know, what you're just saying and talking about, you know, like this is our, our vortex, our portal to, you know, call in the energies that we want to shift the world around us to, and we need to feel safe in order to do that but you actually look at you know most war-torn and you know countries and districts or whatever um you know there are a plethora of women who've been raped brutally and violently um and it kind of almost this book's uh the book vagina she goes into so much more beautiful detail of why this is actually not just attack on a woman's physical body but her brain um a woman who has been you know um impacted or impaired in her pelvic floor actually you know physically has a, an ability that, or a disability to be able to stand up for herself. Um, there's a doctor who specializes in vertigo and um, work of that such of women with imbalances and, you know, things that um, they can't really equate. And vertigo is, you know, like when you stand up too fast and you like tip over and he, um, and his, his, his work and his study has found, you know, women who have experienced childhood sexual abuse, rape, um, even just like high impact trauma to the pelvic floor, they're so much more easier to be, you know, pushed over. He'll literally, you know, this is one of his tests in the office is to, you know, how ask them to stand straight and then we'll give them a little push. And um, a disproportionate amount of women who've experienced all of those things are women who cannot physically stand up. They will fall over, they'll topple um, when they are pushed. And it's so interesting to look at, you know, the ways in which, you know, women have been controlled and, you know, war-torn countries, you know, women are brutalized. And it's really um, interesting to look at that because it's it's a lot easier to manipulate and control a population if half of the population can't even stand up for themselves. Oh, yes, 100%. There are two things that I want to speak on that you just said. Um, one of them is not being able to stand up for yourself when you've been sexually violated or abused. That was absolutely me when I, um, because I experienced uh, childhood sexual trauma and I, um, I lived my life thinking I didn't have a voice thinking that I couldn't stand up for myself. I didn't mm-hmm. have the confidence to say no, I, a no was very uncomfortable for me. And this manifested as me being a people pleaser and, you know, constantly doing things for other people and not doing enough for myself. Mm-hmm. So I've absolutely experienced 
what it is that you're talking about. And I know that I'm not alone. And the more that I have this conversation with people, the more I hear me too, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on is I have, uh, I've read part of uh, Vagina, the book that you were talking about. Actually, it was presented to me in that uh, psychology of human sexuality class mm. that I took. Um, and it was, uh, I want to say it was the first chapter not a hundred percent certain, but it was like a chapter from the book. And it was one of our uh, reading assignments and I was floored. It was amazing. So maybe I'll put that in the show notes. I'll, I'll put the, the book that we recommend because this book is so life-changing and I only read one chapter. Um, yeah. It was so good that I even had my partner read it and said, this is important for you to know. Like yeah. this is how I operate. And if you want to continue to have um, an improvement in our sexual relationship, then you need to know about this. And he read it and, and absolutely he thought it was great information. So not only for women, but also for men, highly recommend learning yes. about this um, because they benefit from our sexual energy. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. We are the, you know, birthers of life in this world. You know, the, the yin um, you know, responsibility, you know, of energy in our world, you know, is to create. Um, and so the masculine is there to direct it and guide it and create that container, you know, in that sense. So absolutely men benefit and feed off of, you know, that creative feminine energy in their partners with them, but also within themselves and cultivating that for themselves. And absolutely men need to cultivate a self-pleasure practice just as importantly as women do. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I 100% agree. And um, I know that some men listen to this podcast. So um, to help the men feel a little bit included here, you know, um, the reason why we're focusing so much on women is because women tend to have more trouble uh, Mm -hmm. cultivating that sexual practice um, because there is so much shame and whatnot. Um, I think that brings into a nice segue of do you, what are your recommendations for women that um, and men too, but mostly women. Um, what are your recommendations for women that are out of tune with themselves right now and don't have um, the self-pleasure practice or fear it or feel shame, et cetera, um, that are uncomfortable with a self-pleasure practice? What are some recommendations that you have so that they can get started, um, get started in connecting with themselves? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of books, um, you know, reading, you know, helping to educate yourself in and around your own um, biology physiology is something that absolutely the first step that helped me so much in cultivating my self-pleasure practice. So books like Vagina from Naomi Wolf, um, another great and amazing book. I'll, I'll recommend three here. Um, the second one would be Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. Um, and then the third one would be women's anatomy of arousal by Sherry Winston. I'll put those in the show notes listeners, just so you know, beautiful. Thank you. Um, and the reason why I would start off first and foremost with these books, because so many of us, we can only touch upon so much. And I know I'm verbal diarying, uh, you know, all the things that excite (laughs) me, but there's so much more to know and understand, um, about our bodies. And I can't possibly, you know, educate and, or sum it all up. Um, you know, in this mm-hmm. wonderful hour that we have together. So first and foremost, educating yourself um, around your body to understand why it is so important. Um, it just impacts so much in our life. And, and the next step then um, for, if you're ready, if this is something you are actively wanting to try on, you're, you're sold into it, um, you know, to change and manifest, you know, a, a difference in your life and how you experience it um, is to, to start with activating your, your senses, you know, think about, you know, uh, making sure that you have something to activate your sense of taste. So 
bring in some chocolate, some oranges, some sweet tea or something like that, you know, as you um, drink and just start to, you know, spend five minutes, even five minutes to spend time with yourself, to drink something sweet, to light an incense, um, you know, to smell something good in the air, um, to physically just touch touch your hands across your body. It doesn't even have to be on your genitals, you know, yet, you know, just like finding and feeling the comfort in your own physical touch, you know, starting there, um, you know, taking um, out a mirror and, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and finding three things that are beautiful, you know, because we're so hypercritical of ourselves, you know, it's so easy to stand in front of the mirror and be like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. But if we intentionally try to find something that we love about ourselves, um, you absolutely will see it. You know, you know, um, you know how to connect to that self-love because you are here. You are love. So connecting to the sense of your body. Step one, you know, that in and of itself is a meditation, um, is a practice that we should all be cultivating every single day. Cause it's so easy to just jump up, up in our heads and get busy and go, go, go and do, do, do rather than be, um, which again, you know, is that feminine receptive, you know, state of energy that we all have inside of our bodies. And if you are fearful, um, you know, reaching out and talking to people that, you know, and love that are safe and you can have a conversation. Um, it is so powerful to be seen and witnessed in the things that we are struggling in. It helps to put it to words, to get out of the unconscious, the subconscious, to connect to the feelings inside of our body, to be able to let it up and out. So speaking to somebody that you trust and love, uh, seeking out, you know, um, the guidance of coaches, therapists, counselors, um, you know, to, to begin, especially if you experience, you know, trauma of any way, shape or form, um, you know, that is very common for us to feel unsafe in our own bodies. Um, when we've experienced trauma. So working, you know, trauma-informed care is so important if you are ready to take the step after an experience like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and fearful is, you know, one thing I'd like to, you know, send out as a warrior, warrior-esque cry, you know, to the, to the ladies out there who are ready and, you know, do feel that little bit of fear of, you know, um, you are probably going to confront shame. You are going to confront, um, conditioning that you've had, um, the thoughts and stories and the narrative that you've maybe told yourself or were told at some point in your life. And I want to rally you to recognize that this is your opportunity to change that, to heal it, to enter and step out into your world in a new way when you are connected so powerfully and beautifully to ourselves. Um, we, as women, we raise the children, we, you know, have, um, the families and do the most of that, you know, caretaking and work. And so think about it too, is like, um, I like to think about it. I don't have children of my own, but as like an auntie and stuff, I like to think about it as helping to change the legacy in which we've been given. My mom worked so hard to change what, you know, was handed down from her and her grandma and her grandma and women have come a long ways, but we still have a ways to go. And I think just like stepping into and knowing that, you know, this is um, a great honor to be able to, to help shift and change, you know, the, the relationships that our future daughters will have with themselves and the world around them. Um, you know, it's going to drastically shift and change. I think the world in which we live. Mm, can, yes, absolutely. And confronting shame is something that I have personally uh, been dealing with a lot. And I know that I've been making great leaps and bounds because, okay, I'm going to tell another personal story. Um, I went for a hike by myself. I, I really needed some space for my family and just said, I really need a day to be by myself. And I, I, I drove to Blackstrap and decided that I was going to go for a hike by myself. Well, I was the only car in the parking lot. I was the only person that was there. And I started walking around And I got to like the peak of the hill or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go find a spot to sit down. And so I found a little secluded area and I was like, I'm going to take my clothes off. 
I took all my clothes off and it was a beautiful day outside. It was hot and it was super windy. I took all my clothes off and I self-pleasured in the yes! box. I was all, yeah, it was so <laughs> liberating, so mm. liberating to be out in nature. Cause I think nature is something that helps you really tap into the feeling of abundance. And so I was just like immersed in nature all by myself doing this. And then I also, it was so funny because I was thinking, I was reflecting in the moment saying, wow, I have really overcome a lot of shame in the past couple of years, because even a year ago, there's no way that I would have done something like this. And I happened to bring some Oracle cards with me. And the one that I pulled, it was about childhood innocence. And in the description, it talked about uh, uh, foregoing shame. And I was like, oh man, this is like so meant for me. (laughs) And um, my own recommendation to add to your, your great list of suggestions there to women is perhaps also adding in the affirmation, I am open to receiving pleasure. Even just thinking that like over and over again, you begin to program your mind to, uh, well, A, be open to pleasure, but then also be open to receiving it and you're more likely to receive it and your unconscious is going to feel safe in cultivating that pleasure within Mm. yourself. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful recommendation, Amber. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, I just, yeah, I want to take a moment to celebrate you though. And uh, (laughs) it's that lucky hill. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? And I found, like I said, I made sure that I wasn't like on the path, you know, in case somebody (laughs) came, because that would have been a little bit awkward. But that I was I found like, I like wove myself into the trees. And I was like, Kate, I'm good here. If somebody finds me, that's their own damn problem. They shouldn't have been like, you know, wandering here and finding some chick masturbating in the woods. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. What a gift, though, you know, and I love that, you know, after that, you pulled your card and, you know, again, you know, that is, um, you know, something I want to speak on to you, I guess, real quick too, is to, to find your pussy pulse, you know, our pussy, mm-hmm. our Yoni has a voice, um, you know, and she is guiding us. Um, science again is kind of linking and showing that the direct connection that our, our pelvic floor, you know, these wonderful, beautiful nerve bundles that carry information and chemical hormonal, you know, signals throughout our body, um, there's a consciousness within that. And we need to be able to learn to trust that to be able to tune into it. So simply, you know, another great way to start is again, you know, do a quick little five minute, like meditation check-in place your hands over your vulva and drop all of your awareness and your attention down into her and just ask her, what do you want? What do you need? And see what bubbles up, see what comes, Um, you know, and she ultimately will guide you. You know, you are your, your own guide teacher inner compass. And we just need to learn to be able to tune in listen to that again. So, um, a quick little, like, yeah, Yoni meditation, a Yoni check-in, um, is a great way to start too. Absolutely. Um, any, uh, as we bring this episode to a close, is there anything else that you feel called to share about or any, um, final remarks that you have? Yeah, I think ultimately, um, we live in a world that is, is changing, you know, our, our ability to have conversations about our bodies, about our pleasure is something that, you know, is a big leap, you know, I think even from like our mother's generation, 
Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, again, just like cultivating pleasure, pleasure is a superpower. It helps to calm our nervous systems. You know, we are a society that is overrun with chronic stress and busyness and got to go and do and be. And I really think COVID, um, you know, that's one of the things I'm grateful for in around, in and around this whole world pandemic is the ability or the fact that it's like made all of us have to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I invite you to use the slowdown, you know, some, I hear that from a lot of people, um, the slowdown is like, Oh, I did nothing with it. Or, you know, I wasted some time or, you know, it's a, it's a lost year. Um, you know, and I would invite you into thinking of, you know, that slowing down that was practice for you, you know, that's practice for you now to, um, bring this slowness, you know, into connecting to yourself, connecting to your pleasure, um, and, and finding the power within that comes from you know that that connection that high vibrational frequency when we are in pleasure Mm, thank you now carolee um i know that this is a return for you on the podcast in case anybody didn't catch your uh your first episode that you were on which was episode three by the way if you have not caught uh carolee's initial episode on the podcast can you please share with us how we can connect with you work with you etc Yeah. So one of the best ways to connect with me and find um, more about what it is I do is to follow me on social media. Um, My Instagram is at Kara Rast and Facebook, you will find me at Kara.LoveUnleashed. That would be my my Facebook page. I'm gearing up to be opening another round of cycle syncing container, a cycle syncing container in the fall. Um, And right now, so I just have just availability for one-on-one coaching, but I do have group coaching programs um, coming up. And then you can also find me through the self-alignment center. Um, I teach uh, classes out of there as a coach and a mentor. Um, You'll find classes like holistic sexuality, um, 101 and why holistic sexuality is so important. Um, Shadow work, unlocking the the power of your unconscious mind. And then wild woman connected cycle syncing one-on-one as well as belly fit and moving meditation, um, a great class for women only, unfortunately, um, to help you connect to the power and the potency of your pelvic floor. Those mm. are some of the ways in which you can find me and work with me right now. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on this show today. This has been a true pleasure mm. <laughs> having you here today. So thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I just I just have so much gratitude for you. You've brought so much value to the podcast, and I'm so grateful that we got to have this opportunity to connect today. Mm, thank you again, Amber, so much for having me. I know this will not be the last. We have so much more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, listeners, um, the links to connect with Carolee will be in the show notes. And if you had any breakthroughs or major takeaways, and I don't know how you could listen to this and possibly not have any, uh, (laughs) any takeaways, uh, please screenshot this episode, tag us, um, in your stories on social media, whatever calls to you, um, to spread this message to other women, uh, because women and men benefit from this information but we have to share it with them and uh, let them know that this information is available to them and a good place to start so mm-hmm. um, please do that to spread the message and help other women but other than that thank you again Lee and listeners I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode thank you so much for listening to today's episode I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, 
please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.